this is episode 599 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, March 8th, 2019. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about some creepy road, some unruly heroes, of course more Apex Legends, and some recent movies that recently came out on video, like Ralph Breaks the Internet, Instant Family, and I think maybe something else, I don't know. But uh, I'll start with the games very shortly. I do want to give an update on my dentist visit, because I know all of y'all are so interested in that. Uh, It was exactly what I expected, a disaster. Or a disaster with an aftermath of pleasantries, I guess? I don't know. I didn't have any cavities for the third straight visit, which was nice, but prior to getting that diagnosis, whatever you want to call it, I got the uh, information through a smile from my dentist that I have to get a root canal. This is my first root canal. I've heard they're not bad anymore. I remember hearing years ago from my mother and other people that root canals were terrible. They were so painful, but I don't know if this is universally what is done, but my dad told me the last one he had was done with a laser and not a drill, and it wasn't painful or anything at all, and that sounds good. Of course, it could be worse than a root canal. They still have to evaluate the situation, and it could be uh, it could be worse. It could be unsavable. I don't know, but I'm assuming it's not too bad because my dentist didn't say it was an emergency. They didn't uh, give me a prescription for antibiotics or anything because there's an infection, a small infection. So that's hopeful because I wouldn't want to find out that no, it's unsalvageable and They have to just completely remove the tooth and then put in a stake and a a fake tooth or a bridge or something along those lines because that would be significantly more expensive and I would not enjoy that. But I'm hoping it's just going to be a simple procedure that isn't all too painful or anything like that. Uh, It's frustrating. It's where a crown is. So the, the most annoying thing to me will be if it is just a root canal that... I have to then deal with the temporary crown period, which I hate because I'm a gum chewer and it's on my right side where the tooth is and that's where I chew predominantly and that means I can't do that for two weeks and maybe some change. So that was a great visit. Uh, (laughs) I hate the dentist so much. I hate my mouth even more. And I wish someone would just take a bat to my face and knock out all my teeth and I could just live the rest of my life with dentures. That 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 is a dream I have. Not a nightmare. That is a dream that I have. That someone would just knock all my teeth out and I wouldn't have to deal with this horse shit anymore. Because it's bullshit. I brush so much and floss and yet I still deal with all this crap. And then I know people who don't floss ever and they never have any cavities or anything. They drink a bunch of sugar shit. I drink nothing but water and milk uh, and coffee. But after all those things, I always rinse my mouth out anyway. After every meal, I brush and floss and rinse. <laughs> Doesn't do any good. 
I guess cavity wise it has, but root canal. Woo! Anywho, moving on to something better is what I'd say if Creepy Road wasn't such a shitty game. I played maybe a half hour of Creepy Road, and it is a side scrolling shooter with fine art, which isn't to mean like fine art, fine art, but the art is fine. It's not bad to look at, except when it's in motion, then it just looks pretty stiff and not that great. Uh, it's in the same vein as stuff like Metal Slug or Contra where enemies are coming from the sides. Uh, you are moving to the right uh, at all times, it seems so far. I, I finished the first handful of areas in the first boss, and it gets more challenging than it should right from the bat and challenging in a not fun way. It's very frustrating. The, the shooting feels terrible. You start off with the main uh, with a pistol, a six shooter that has unlimited ammunition. Then, during the level, you can find weapons like shotguns, flamethrowers, a bazooka, this fist that just punches people away. I don't know. It's a very weird weapon. There are also Molotov cocktails and grenades, and there was a, a laser weapon I got recently that did something, I guess. And you switch between these. With the bumpers I'm playing on Xbox One. And you just progress through the levels. Fighting farm animals and clowns and other ridiculous nonsense. And it's very bad. It's it's not enjoyable at all. I struggled to keep playing it after the first five minutes. I'm like, I hate this. This is just pissing me off. And I'm not having any fun with it. I might stick with it just because the achievements are that easy. Uh, easy in the sense that so many of them are just about getting more and more kills. So you get an achievement for 500 kills. You get another one for like 5,000 kills. You might get one for 50,000 kills, which if I... if I uh, Just thinking about now how long it would take to get 50,000 kills if that is an achievement, I might end up killing myself in the process of trying to kill that many people. So maybe not all the achievements and then I think the rest might be related to uh, I, some are related to dying so dying the this green toxic crap five times and then I think there are a few that are related to the story because I got one for beating the boss and clearing the first area uh, it's just a bad game that has no redeeming qualities outside of the fact that the art looks fine when not in motion uh, and emotion, it just doesn't look all that great. Um, and it has, I just remember, it has some of the most obnoxious, annoying audio in the world. I think all of it, unless I'm remembering it wrong, all of it was just made with someone's mouth, just making a bunch of noises. And it's so loud compared to some of the other games. Like, I had to lower my volume compared to playing another game because it was very loud, so obnoxious, and very annoying and it was all over the place like it wasn't quiet with bits of and and, and spurts of this crap but it was just stuff like that but worse what i just did that's like amazing compared to the crap that you can hear in this game uh, so it's just bad all around not worth checking out at all uh you're you're better off picking up one of the 
the Metal Slug games that have come out and that, like, ACA uh, crap or whatever, or, I don't know, go get an NES Classic and play Contra. Is Contra on there? If it isn't, what the hell's wrong with that thing? It should be. Uh, Contra's not backward compatible, is it? Though it's the arcade version of Contra, which I don't like. The NES version is much better. You know what they should do, though? But it's Konami, so it'll never happen. They should remaster or redo remake oh i'd love them to do a bunch of contra games and just remake a whole bunch of them but i really love shattered soldier and i don't know what the popular opinion is about that game i i'm thinking maybe the people who played it really liked it but there weren't as many as there should have been shattered soldier was on ps2 i remember playing the demo of it so much that i got pretty much perfect at that very first level when you're fighting the airship or whatever on your motorbike uh, but it's such a great game and that is i i think they released it in not a ps2 on ps4 game but a prior just ps2 release on psn so it would only work on ps3 i guess anywho that game is great and they should bring it back on all platforms because contra is great i miss contra i wish contra would come back uh i wonder if that contra esque game hard corpse is backward compatible i think that was what it's called hard corpse uprising or something uh anyway all i'm trying to say is creepy road is bad and there are much better options out there on all platforms so don't bother with creepy road because it's not so much creepy as it is just bad it's the road less traveled because why would you want to travel down a road that is so not great and I, I don't, I don't, I don't relish uh, saying all this stuff. It's not like I'm enjoying this. I feel really bad that I dislike it so much, and that I'm saying this because I think to myself, what if the creators are watching this or listening to this, and they hear what I'm saying? You know, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want to say this kind of stuff. I just think it's a genuinely bad game. Um, you know, there's there's potential. They are like the art. It is is good just you know work on the animation and the gameplay and the audio and i there was a story too but i didn't care about that either so you can work on that as well and there's a lot of stuff to work on but there's at least one thing that's not completely terrible anyway moving on to unruly heroes which also has great art but then it also has great animation and solid gameplay i'm playing this on the switch finally getting around to it. it's on I think all platforms. I don't know if it has any relation studio-wise or, or any of the cr uh, creatives to the, the people who made the recent Rayman games, but it has that look to it. It looks really good, and, and the animations are really nice and smooth. The, the jumping and fighting feel pretty good, but the, the, the thing that I find frustrating about the game, I've only played it for a little bit as well, is that... The environments are very beautiful, but a lot of things just blend together, and it's not always clear if I can interact with an object or not, or if I can jump on this. And what is more frustrating is that I find it inconsistent as to whether or not a character will land on a platform or not. Sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. It's like, do, do I have to be a little bit higher? Do I have to be above it? Will they grab onto it? At, at some points, they will grab onto the edge and pull themselves up but not always, or only on certain types of 
objects and platforms so that can be a little bit frustrating but it's pretty forgiving because you are in control of four heroes at once you, you can only play as one at one time but you switch between them with the left bumper i guess it would be on the switch um and if one dies they're gone quote unquote gone until a few seconds go by and this little bubble that is where you respawn you can just hit it and bring them back uh, and the heroes all have different abilities a few of them can double jump some of them can glide you come into these statue things that will give certain heroes the ability to use their special power to progress through an area whether it's the the monkey lord or whatever creating a large bridge with his bow staff or whatever it is or this monk shooting off a thing that can hit objects to open doors and whatnot. And it is solid. It's not blowing my mind or anything. I think the Rayman games, not to compare them to the Rayman games, just feel better as platformers. But there's more going on in these games in terms of you know, the, the character abilities and their differences. And the action is more prevalent. I do think it's a little bit annoying that you can only change the character with the left bumper and not left and right bumper so that if you are playing as one character and you want to switch or you need to switch to a character who is three characters, uh, like the, the, the next to last one or whatever, you have to press that button multiple times to get there. You can't like go back and backward or forward, which I find a little bit frustrating when I want to switch to a character that I know is the one that was prior to the one I just switched to, instead of being able to go backward, I can only go forward, which I don't really like as a design choice. The story is all right, and the voice acting is solid. Uh, but yeah, it, it's very pretty, and it feels pretty good. Though, like I said, I find that the beautiful art, in some ways, can get in the way of the game mechanically and just being 100% sure of what I can interact with or how I can interact with it or, or where the point of interaction is and whatnot. But uh, I'm looking forward to playing more. It's no Creepy Road, uh, but it's also no Raymond Legends or Origins either. You know, I don't want to say it's in between Creepy Road and Rayman because that's that is a big space to be in between but it, i'm i'm enjoying what i've put into it so far uh, and there are also like coins that you find in the uh, the area that you use to buy skins for your characters uh, and the characters are fun and they look nice and all that uh so yeah looking forward to playing more of that and then other than that more apex legends uh i don't know what else to say about it. Uh, I, I was playing with uh, a gentleman who was screaming at his kid until he ended up muting his mic, which was funny. I was disappointed that I didn't have my Elgato running because I wanted to record that and recording it via the Xbox record that thing, whatever, uh, doesn't record the audio of the people you're playing with, which sucks because I wanted to save that clip. But have had a few more wins, some really satisfying full squad uh, defeats. Uh, I, I always enjoy taking out a full squad by myself, especially if I don't 
if I leave two of them downed and then kill the third one, then you just hear eliminate, eliminate, eliminate. You like hear the three coin drop right uh, one after another, which feels good. Um, and especially to do it in front of my downed teammate so they can see how good I am. Not that I'm that great or anything, but uh, I'm loving it so much. Uh, I still love going to the bunker uh, right at the beginning. That's one of my favorite strategies is just go to the bunker, open the door, rush through there, go through some of the rooms, pick up whatever weapon I can, and then hope that I come out as the the winner in the combat, uh, if there ends up being any combat. Sometimes that area, the bunker, is packed full of enemies. I, I ended up dropping there with some of my friends once where I think maybe five teams dropped at once and we're all on the same side and we all open the door at once and I think for a, spec, uh, a second, none of us could move all that much except for the people in front because we were that congested in that singular space, which was ridiculous. It was crazier than any uh, jump I've ever been in. Even going to the supply ship, the, that can be hectic, but everyone's more spread out, whereas this, everyone was going straight for the door, and everyone got there at the exact same time, which doesn't always happen. It rarely happens. Usually someone's going to win the, the battle of speed and get there first. And, yeah, I, I love doing that. I, I'm a big fan of the marketplace because you can usually get some pretty good loot there. Uh, the airport or whatever it's called is decent. And, and that general area, um, the swamp is great if you're not jumping near the swat. Uh, the swamp because uh, then people will land there but if if it's if you're coming from the opposite end the swamp is great for getting loot and then not being uh bugged while you're doing it and making your way back to the circle uh, but it's it's so much fun still have to pick up the two characters i've got almost enough coin probably to get both of them for free but i'm still kind of iffy because I I just don't want to miss out on something exclusive that I might want. And I'm in no rush to play as either character. I love playing as Bloodhound. I've passed 300 kills with him. And uh, I just love him so much. And then my, my second is Lifeline, who I, I've got around like 50 kills with. I've got maybe like 10 kills with uh, Bangalore, Gibraltar. I've got a handful of kills that I've, I don't think I've ever played as Wraith, and I played as Pathfinder once, and I was like, eh, I don't like this so much, but yeah, I have so much fun with Bloodhound, and I have so much fun with Apex Legends. It's very, very good. If you still haven't played it, and you're a frequent listener to this show, what's wrong with you? Have you not heard how much I love this game? It is great, and it's free, and I've already put money into it, and I do not feel bad about that. I am happy to support a game like this. And I'm especially I'm happy to support Respawn, who made Titanfall and Titanfall 2, both of which I think uh with I'm pretty sure they both underperformed in terms of sales. They may have like Titanfall 2 at this point, and maybe even the first one, may have sold relatively well numbers wise. Now, given how often they go on sale and how cheap they are, they're usually like I think Titanfall 1 has often been on sale for five bucks and Titanfall two is regularly on sale now for seven to 50, the ultimate edition with, I don't think there was any type of 
real DLC. Maybe like skins or crap like that. I don't know. But I love both those games. I especially love Titanfall 2. If you uh, have watched the Attack the Backlog episode about that game, I adore it. It is one of the best single-player, first-person shooter campaigns I've ever played. It's so much fun. It's a campaign that I, I will, will definitely go back to and play again at some point in the future, near future maybe. I might even go back and play it again this year. But they have just become a studio that I adore with Titanfall 2 and now Apex Legends. Uh, I'm super excited for their Star Wars game. I think they're making a Star Wars game along with Titanfall 3, which means their studio must be bigger than I think it is. Also, they've been making Apex Legends, so I guess I guess Apex Legends was made by the Titanfall people, and then there's the other people making the Star Wars thing. I don't know how it's working there, but I'm a huge fan of Respawn. I, I've come to the realization that I really like Respawn. I, I was a fan of Titanfall. I didn't love it, but then I went back and finally played Titanfall 2 uh, late last year, and I realized, or maybe it was early this year, I realized, whoa, I love this game. This game feels really good. And this story's really good. The, I, the characters are great. And then I play Apex Legends, and at first I'm like, I don't know about this. It feels a lot like Titanfall, but I don't know if I love Titanfall shooting compared to other games. And being that it feels like Titanfall, but I can't wall run and double jump, I don't know. And then... I went back to it and I'm like, wait, I love the shooting of Respawn games. And I don't give a shit about wall running and all that because sliding never gets old. And I have these other abilities, which I love, as Bloodhound and other characters. So it's all good. That's Apex Legends for the gazillionth time. Moving on to movies. I watched Instant Family, which is the movie with Mark Wahlberg and then... Is it Rose Byrne? Is that her name? I always feel like I get her name wrong, but I really like her, and I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of Mark Wahlberg, but this might be my favorite thing he's done. I am genuinely surprised by how much I enjoyed this movie, and it's not without some corny parts. I especially dislike the way they handle the adoption at the very end and in court and all that. Because that just came across as very, very excessively cheesy. And I was not a huge fan of that. But I thought it was a, a sweet, funny, good family movie. That is good for the entire family. There's an F-bomb that's dropped. So maybe people wouldn't like that with their kids watching it. But I think it's a family movie that everyone can enjoy and it's it's a lot of fun there are a lot of good jokes in it some of them are a bit much I, one of the things that is funny but when you think about it it's like uh, there's no way that they would actually humor someone this long about letting them adopt a child given their desire there's a character uh, who is a single a single woman a single white woman who is pretty uptight. And her uh, objective is to adopt a young, big black boy who is good at football so that she can uh, 
bring him up to division whatever football and get him a scholarship and all this and blah 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 and then rose burns character comments oh <laughs> so that's just like the blind side and she thought she was making a joke but she wasn't and they uh use this joke a few times which is funny and the way they they handle it and, and make fun of it is funny but i couldn't stop thinking in the back of my head every time they brought her up there's no adoption agency would actually humor someone who, whose goal was this, right? The second they, they admitted that that's the reason they wanted to adopt, they're like, nope, you're, you're not getting any kid. I don't even care who it is because you are not looking to adopt a child out of love but out of this weird sense or desire of, to exploit, uh, exploit them, which, you know... <laughs> is ridiculous but uh you know it it has its heartfelt moments has a lot of good humor and it's a rear family movie that is good i don't, I don't know how else to put it because i'm trying to think of other family movies recently that i thought that i saw and i'm like well this is actually funny but also sweet and heartfelt like it isn't just one thing or the other it's not just like oh this is a sweet little family movie that is you know a fine thing to watch like no it's genuinely funny too it's a good comedy in addition to being a, a good family movie which is nice then i watched ralph breaks the internet which i did not like i actively disliked almost all of it the few minutes with the disney princesses was kind of fun but overall, I was bored out of my mind. I think I enjoyed Ready Player One more, which is saying a lot because I didn't enjoy Ready Player One much at all. But I found so much of what was going on in Ralph Breaks the Internet to be so uninspired. It, it felt like a sequel that was just thrown out there because at some point, people at Disney thought, hey, this movie did well enough i guess maybe we should make another one or they just had no other ideas they were kind of bored and couldn't think of anything else so they're like why don't we just make a sequel to this now it doesn't feel like much thought was put in to the movie so many of the jokes fall flat uh it's just poorly written in general the the story of ralph going to the internet because he breaks Vanellope or whatever names her game he or he's the reason why her game ends up breaking so he's trying to get a controller for it uh, a steering wheel for it from eBay and that's the whole goal and then they go through uh, trying to get some loot to sell and then you know uh, YouTube video memes and whatnot uh, to, to get money off advertisements and crap like that it doesn't have a lot of interesting biting funny commentary on internet culture and all that it touches upon things here and there but it doesn't do much at all it <laughs> a thing that really annoys me and this is something that i know i'm being too picky about and plenty of people will be like who cares it's a movie get over it but the whole ebay setup and the auction for the steering wheel bother the shit out of me because it's not the way ebay works and i don't care if it's just a movie as someone who's used eBay very often, uh, I found it very annoying. And the, the way the auction works is that, so they are bidding on the steering wheel. There's another bidder. 
and it's at 275 or whatever and then they bid 280 or whatever and then the other person bids 295 then it gets up to like 300 325 and then uh ralph just says hey watch this and then he bids a thousand and then vanellope bids like two thousand and it eventually gets up to like about twenty seven thousand and what annoys me about this is that that's not how bidding works on ebay you don't just make a high bid and then that's the new high bid you make a high bid so say the the bid right now is at 300 and you bid a thousand if the person who bid 300 placed a high bid at 350 that means that they're willing to pay up to 350 and that your bid of a thousand means you're willing to spend that much but that's not what your bid's going to be it means that your bid will be 351 it'll it'll top the current high bid and then if somebody bids 400 before the auction ends then your bid will automatically come in at 401 up until a thousand and so the fact that they just kept bidding and it wasn't just that it just kept getting higher and higher is not the way ebay works and because of that i was fucking annoyed by that scene i was just so i was like this is so stupid this is ridiculous i hate it you're you're damaging the use of america by making them think ebay works this way not really but i just it just fucking annoyed me in the dumbest kind of way but what annoyed me more was that it was just so boring and not funny at all uh i don't i just watched it i don't even remember how it ends if vanellope ends up in this other racing game and he's like i don't know i don't even care and, and the thing about it is that a lot of the disney princess stuff was in the trailers or in one trailer at least so the best parts of the movie you can watch in a trailer and another best part of not the movie was in the trailer the part where a girl is in a car playing some game where she feeds food to i think two animals but or maybe just one uh, like a, a bunny or something and i think ralph just keeps feeding the bunny and then it explodes and you hear her scream in the back because the, the bunny just blew up and guts are everywhere probably that was funny in the trailer that isn't in the movie so the best parts of the movie and the best part that didn't end up in the movie is just in the trailer. So just watch the trailer and you're good. You don't need to watch the movie. That said, I don't remember loving the first uh, movie, uh, Wrecked Ralph. I think I enjoyed it well enough, but I don't have any strong memories about it. I can't think of anything that I, uh, when I look back, I'm like, oh yeah, I really like that or this about it. It's just something I watched and I, I never watched again or, or thought about watching again in particular um also it's funny seeing sonic in it for a few uh moments here and there just because we have the image of sonic for the new i guess it's partially live action i, I haven't paid attention to the the upcoming sonic movie and what exactly it is but it's just weird seeing a movie so recent that has the ideal version of sonic which is just Sonic from the 3D engine, or just that model. And then we have this fucking weird-ass thing that, I don't know. It's just the Gar it's the Garfield of video game movies. And <laughs> I don't know what to make of it, but I'm, I'm curious if... I'm curious if kids will see the Sonic movie when a trailer comes out and be like, this looks great, or, like, or if they think, what the hell is this thing? That is not Sonic. That is... That is just a blue thing. That's just a blue furry animal that 
doesn't resemble Sonic at all. Outside of that, it wears shoes that aren't exactly the same, and it runs fast. I don't know. Uh, but Record Ralph, or Ralph Breaks the Internet, was very underwhelming and not particularly enjoyable in any way. Uh, so that's that. And then I rewatched Appaloosa, which is this Western with Ed Harris and Viggo Mortensen and Reese Witherspoon, directed by Ed Harris. And then the bad guy is, oh, what is his name? I can't remember. Uh, but it, it was worse than I expected or worse than I remembered. I remember being annoyed by Renee Zellweger and I'm still annoyed by her. And I'm annoyed just by the fact that the story has to have this female character who ruins so much of it in in the sense that like she's the catalyst for a lot of things going wrong and, and, and whatnot um but also there were character traits that i found really annoying that i didn't remember one in particular being that ed harris's character doesn't have the best vocabulary so throughout the entire movie there will be times where he just is stuck on a word whether it's I don't think it's often when he's reading, maybe once when he's reading, but when he's having a conversation with somebody and then he, he wants to say a word and he's just kind of like, not stammering exactly, but he's trying to find the word that he's looking for. And then he asks Viggo Mortensen's character what he's trying to say because Viggo Mortensen is very intelligent. And then he spits it out. Uh, and that that just happens throughout the entire movie. There are some very, very slow periods. It starts very strong, and then it just goes not much of anywhere after that, which which is disappointing because I, I think the the few moments that really work really work, but it just doesn't come together at all, uh, which is too bad because uh, I, I remember liking it more than I, I like it now, which is to say I don't like it, but... I remember having problems with it, but enjoying it overall, and having rewatched it, I'm not a fan of it at all, which is too bad. Um, and then I rewatched Beverly Hills Cop, and that is that is like the perfect channel surfing movie, a movie that I would never go out of my way to watch, but if I was bored out of my mind with nothing to watch, and I was just flipping through channels and came across Beverly Hills Cop. I'd be like, okay, fine, whatever. I guess I'll watch this. But there, there's not a whole lot to like in it. I do find some of Eddie Murphy's character traits a bit tiresome. His laugh and laughing at his things. Uh, but overall, he is, I mean, he's the reason to watch the movie because so many of the other characters, not all of them, lack personality and just... It it just feels so much like a, a vehicle for Eddie Murphy to to be Eddie Murphy to to be out there, and everyone else suffers for it because they just aren't given much to work with. Um, and it's not as funny as I remember. Like I think part of it is too that I look at it and I think, oh, th- this is a movie that only has Eddie Murphy to lean on or whatever. Whereas something that is somewhat similar, like Lethal Weapon, you have the great uh, partnership of uh, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. Uh, you know, they, they work so well together, they have great chemistry, and 
uh, Eddie Murphy doesn't have chemistry with anyone in the movie. You know, it's just him and himself, which is why he laughs at himself. <laughs> Whatever his stupid laugh is. Uh, you know, there, there are some moments in, in the movie that are really good. But overall, taken as a whole, it's, it's not that great. And I also found that... And this is coming from somebody who doesn't give a shit about language or anything. But some of the bits of... Uh, vulgarity, cussing, whatever, uh, just seems it's 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 excessive, and it exists only. I don't know if it's trying to just shock or whatever, but it just seems like they're they're saying it to say it, and it's not coming from a place of. It doesn't feel like oh, this is just the character. It's just like okay, somebody thinks it'll be edgy and cool to have a bunch of swearing here or there. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been watching. I watched some Batman stuff that I didn't really care for. Batman Under the Red Hood. I was like, well, whatever. It's fine. A lot of people seem to like it. I didn't. Whatever. Uh, and then Batman Gotham Knight, I think, which is a collection of shorts, which could be good, except some of the shorts are really shitty. The, the opening short I thought was great. It starts off on such a high note with this short from oh i wish i could remember the name of the animator uh, uh not the anime just the the creator because i know that animation style but it's this very cool uh, little short where a bunch of kids are talking about batman and their uh encounters with him or their uh, memories of him and what kind of creature or, or thing he was you know some uh, remember him actually flying for real and somewhere and him moving like his shadow uh, being a shadow figure and uh, that one's really great but then it, it's followed by two really shitty ones and i didn't care to watch any more of the other ones uh but that, uh yeah that's it and that's all so that will do it for this year episode of the pixelated sausage podcast uh, the next episode is, of course, episode 600. Can you expect anything special from that episode? No. What you can expect from that episode is more Apex Legends and uh, more of the same nonsense. If you have any ideas or, or things you'd like from that episode, I mean, 600 doesn't feel like a special number. 500 is like, well, that's half of 1,000. 600 is like, that's a number with two zeros after it. I guess that's kind of cool whatever um you know leave a comment or tweet at me or whatever speaking of tweeting you can find me on twitter and pretty much everywhere at px sausage the site is of course pixelated sausage.com where you can find this podcast the pixelated paranormal podcast and attack the backlog which are all available on podcast services across the globe like stitcher radio google play apple Podcasts, and spotify and if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or attack the backlog you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and Watch them there, along with some anime reviews and what have you. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com and check it all out over there. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and everything that we do, or anything that we do, or, you know, just like half of the thing we do, you can go over to pxsart.com and support us. What did I just say? <laughs> I don't know if I said 
the the URL or not, or if I said something else, you can go to patreon.com slash PXS and support us that way. I had a bit of a brain fart. Is that what they call them? Uh, so, yeah. That is, again, patreon.com slash PXS. And as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy this here episode. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and a absolutely lovely weekend. Bye. Bye.